What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd. I'm one of the pastors at First Family. And the Extra Point Podcast is an opportunity each Tuesday for us to bring some additional uh, insight. We may call it like some bonus material to the message we preached last Sunday. And today is Tuesday, November 17th. 2020, and we're going to look back and talk a bit about um, what it means uh, in a, from a time perspective to be chosen before the foundation of the world. I mentioned that phrase in my message and said that there would be more information on the podcast, so that's what we're doing today. And I've got a special guest with me, in fact, our church planting resident, Parker McGoldrick. Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast, Parker. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah, excited to be here. I bet you are, and it'll be good to have you kind of lean in to things yeah. I know that you love to do is talk theology and Absolutely. preaching and yeah. God's Word. Um, one of the goals I have for today, Parker, is I want us to just kind of banter back and forth a little bit about some of the time aspects regarding okay. God's saving of people, mm-hmm. um, but not to disagree in a weird way or to contend with each other, but more to, to marvel at what God does, because... Mm. We see it in a time concept for our benefit. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that Sunday. It's really language that benefits us because mm-hmm. we're finite. But God doesn't see it in a time right. fashion, you know, and right. he's transcendent. So let's just talk a bit about those two different things, go yeah. back and forth a bit. But the end game is, man, I hope those who are listening will just wonder at God's amazing work in salvation. Yeah. Being yeah. chosen. Absolutely. So there's there's time language in Ephesians 1.4. It says we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And I mentioned Sunday, this is language that involves time. It's for our benefit. And so one of the things that um, has been developed is what we call the order of salvation, salvation, Mm -hmm. or to be all smart here on the podcast, in the Latin term we learn in seminary, of course, is order salutis, Mm -hmm. which means nothing to our listeners. (laughs) Right. It just means order of salvation. It just makes us look smart, right? Right. Exactly. Yep. So... um, there's there's a lot of variations on it. I think mm-hmm. Grudem's got ten steps. I think in some reform circles there may be like six, five, or seven. I'm not sure. Mm. Some see it shorter and longer. And I'm not here to try to agree or disagree on that. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk a bit about what what do you see as maybe an advantage of a chronological way of seeing God's work in salvation? If you do see one, mm. comment on that yeah. a bit, would you? Yeah, I think your first point as to uh, kind of almost like two timelines is important because when I think of salvation, you're right in that there's the, we see it in like a chronological human, uh, timeline, but I think there's also a second element of time and that's God's time, which is really not time. Right. Amen. And so, so one, in a sense, all of these things that we're about to talk about happen in, in God's time instantaneously and over a long period of time. Um, and so it, but you're right. It is helpful for us to kind of see, uh, you know, step by step, kind of how how it plays out in our finite human timeline. So one thing I just initially I think of is if if you think about it in a timeline for yourself, you can actually kind of see um, the 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 process and the steps that you take to like in sanctification, in working out your salvation with fear and trembling. You kind of see the the kind of where you've been, right? You can mm-hmm. look over your shoulder and be like, okay, well, th- this is a moment in time where I was, my eyes were opened. Um, and this is where I'm at now. And, and this is where I'm going to be. Um, and, you know, they use words of sanctification, perseverance, and then glorification, stuff like that. So I think uh, initially it, it can be helpful to kind of put you on a, on a roadmap 
where you can see where you've been, what happened, past tense, and then what is happening, present tense, and then what will happen, future tense. Yeah, that, that's helpful because we are creatures of finiteness. Right, yeah. And it does help us to have a rearview mirror, mm-hmm. even a windshield, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine being Moses? And when, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. You're right. So there's an answer to that question, but let me finish if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah. Can you imagine being Moses and then, you know, hearing that God says before Abraham was, hmm. our minds would think he should say, I was, mm. right? Yeah. But he doesn't. He says, yeah. before Abraham was, I am. am. And mm. so there's this mm. constant isness with God. That's right. Everything's in the present tense. Yeah. Yeah. One scholar calls it the eternal present. Yeah. That's just yeah. amazing. And yeah. so, I love what you said about how that works in our salvation, because in God's mind, um, when we're chosen in Christ, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God sees us as positionally where Mm -hmm. we need to be holy, blameless, even though Mm -hmm. that won't be revealed until the last day. Mm -hmm. But yet in God's mind, it's always present. Yeah. And there's just such a stark... And it it makes me realize that's why um, when it says God is holy or He's... uh, you know, set apart. He's otherworldly. He's mm-hmm. just not like us or mm-hmm. of us. That's right. And so he yeah. he saves in a way that is so profoundly amazing. Mm. So here's why I bring this up. I think some people, and I think I was this way, and, and the more I studied salvation, the more I am in awe of it. But mm. we tend to think salvation is just like, okay, God saved me, and that's it. It's just kind of one-time, one-step thing. Right. But when you uh, kind of unpack it from a human perspective in time, you realize there's so much to it, like conviction, yeah, yeah. election, hmm. predestination, adoption, all these things that happen mm-hmm. theologically, and then you suddenly your mind is blown because mm-hmm. it's like this diamond with so many angles and each of them so beautiful. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I hope that we can see salvation not as this one thing that happens as get on with my life, but it's this yeah. beautiful gem that that really our life is all about, you know, yeah. we are trophies of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's almost as if you have to remind yourself, like it's, it's almost like salvation is daily. Like, yes, there was a point, right. But it's also like, especially when we get into the sanctification part of it, mm. the perseverance part of it, it's like, uh, and we use the phrase, you know, we need to remind ourselves of the gospel daily. You know, you could even say like, we need to remind ourselves of God's salvation daily. Amen. You know? And, and that's just that bringing it on the forefront of your mind and seeing it at different angles. You're right. I think one thing too, is that this passage is, Paul isn't, you know, in Ephesians one, he's not just telling us theology as if how to know about God, but this is like a praise song. You know, mm. he starts with blessed be. Yes. So this whole process is cause for rejoicing and, and praising God for what he did. Not, not only to say like, okay, well, this is what happens. It is, I mean, it does that, but also he's in this, Paul's just singing to Jesus, basically, you know, this whole, for this whole first chapter. Yeah, that, that reminds me then, when we hear and think about our salvation, we should mm-hmm. sing mm-hmm. and praise and extol yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you this question, mm-hmm. uh, and then I want you to answer it in a moment. I'm going to give you some time to think about it. You mentioned earlier to me, like, you see, some, you see salvation sometimes in more of a circular fashion, mm as opposed to maybe a sequential list. Hmm. So maybe we can share that in a moment. Yeah. That might be helpful to our listeners. Let me just read for our listeners briefly Grudem's Order of Salvation. All right? Okay. Um, by the way, again, there are various uh, takes on this or models. I like Grudem's. Um, so here's what he says. He says, in the order of salvation, step one is election, which is God's, so- God's choice of people to be saved. 
Number two would be the gospel call, which is proclaiming the message of the gospel. Number three is regeneration, which is being born again. And then number four is conversion, which is the expression of faith and repentance. Number five is justification, which is a right legal standing before God. And then there's adoption, which is membership or placement into God's family. And then sanctification, which is right conduct of life, which I would say is a process, mm. not an mm -hmm. event, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, then there's perseverance, which is remaining a Christian, or as we'd say, uh, you know, those who are truly saved will truly endure. Mm. Then there's death going to be with the Lord. And then there's glorification, receiving a resurrection body. Mm. He has 10 steps, again, other models, but it does give us an opportunity, maybe not an opportunity, but gives us a, mm. an avenue to see God's amazing work kind of uh, through a microscope at mm. all the different facets of it. Mm. Now, you said you had a circular way to kind of see it as well, or maybe <clears throat> at least a part of it. Kind of share that with us, would you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I like the chronological order of, of salvation, and there's been a few other um, books and just kind of things I've read where it's almost like rather than all those things happening in um, in just a a linear way. It's, it's like, like when, when I think of a, of chronology, you know, obviously when you think of time, pretty much everybody thinks of a line, right. And you, the, mm -hmm. to the farther left, it's, you know, past and, you know, you might be somewhere in the middle and then to the farther right, it, it's future. And, um, when, with all these terms in, in particular, with election, with, well, actually in particular, uh, justification and, and sanctification, especially, um, it, it seems that Paul, like justified and, and righteous, those those are the same root word in, in Greek. So you're, you know, one of my professors said uh, justified. Uh, righteousified. Yeah. yeah. You're righteousified, right? <laughs> I and, love making up words. This yeah, is good. me too. Yeah. Uh, you're righteousified. And so that process, uh, from what it looks like, it's like, it's an ongoing process. And I'm reminded of Paul when he says, you know, you need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And then he says, for it is God who works in you. So so it's almost this both. Hands. So the reason I like to think of a circle is I like to take all these words and almost instead of maybe putting them in a numerical order, put them in a circle because they're all happening. Well, granted, you know, I, I think besides election and besides death and glorification, because those are very much those are very much locked in time. But all the other things like the, the regeneration, the justification, the sanctification, the perseverance, all those ones kind of in the middle. I kind of see them in a circle where they're all you're like going around and around. They're all kind of happening simultaneously. They're all, because a part of being righteousified, if you will, is the sanctification process. So as you become more holy, that is a result of your justifiedness, your righteousifiedness. And, uh, <laughs> and so I think, and, and all that to say is you are continually being conformed, con, con, yeah, conformed into the image of his son, as Paul says in, in, in the scriptures too. Yeah, so that's a so, Romans eight twenty nine verse. And he even yeah. seems, to, seems to lay out there an order, mm. doesn't he? Yeah. Those whom he, I mean, you have it there in front of us, in fact. Could you read uh, that for us? Yeah, those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that we would be the firstborn among all the brothers. Those he predestined, he called. Those who he called, he justified. Those who he justified, he glorified. What shall we say then? If God is for us, who is against mm. us? So that might be an order that mm. some would take and say, those are the steps. So I think we have some, like you said, yeah. freedom here. Right, right. Yeah. But I like your idea. Of, so you would say maybe the circle, if you were to title the circle, you would see it as maybe the salvation circle? Um, sh uh, because yeah, sure. all those things are part of salvation as a whole? Yeah. I, I think of, well, so I think of, um, I think I told you this too, uh, you know, like a Venn, in a Venn diagram, there's like a, 
left circle and a right circle, and then they kind of cross over in the middle. And time itself, right, like Christ's, um, um, uh, like, birth and or death, I guess, and resurrection was at the left side of that middle circle, I guess. And then we're in the, you know, you've heard the phrase already, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like we are already saved, yet we are not yet saved. We the are three already... tenses of salvation. That's correct. I'm yeah, with yeah. You. exactly. And then on the other side of the Venn diagram, before we get to the final circle, is Jesus coming back, uh, which he will one day, right? And so we're kind of in that middle. So that's kind of, I guess, then in that sense, yeah, that salvation, all these words are kind of like inside that middle part of the Venn diagram where we're not pre-Christ, you know, but we're also not yet glorified. And so we're having this righteousified life. We're having this sanctified life. We're having this uh, adopted, conformed life to ultimately to know God and, and, and know his son and, and share that with, with others. So, yeah. And I think that helps us, um, if, if you were to, let's say, use the word salvation to talk about that inner circle of mm-hmm. your diagram, or even mm-hmm. in a sequential list, if you said this is the order of salvation, it helps us realize that salvation has various aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as opposed to thinking salvation is just one word about one thing at right. one time. It's really right. a lifelong thing that God is up to Absolutely. in drawing us while we're sinners, mm-hmm. saving us, and then sanctifying us, and then calling us home. Mm-hmm. And so that suddenly enlarges yeah. what is really... Sometimes a too common word in church is the word salvation. We just take it too mm-hmm. lightly. Mm-hmm. It's a massive canyon yeah. of, of beautiful, yeah. um, uh, you know, grandeur, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And and even sometimes salvation gets, can get so disembodied from the present, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when I, I grew up in church and sometimes I hear salvation and I only think of me walking around in heaven one day in the future and okay. it had no impact on my life today, right? And I don't think the scriptures would... But say that. I mean, this order of salvation right here doesn't say that. This order of salvation is very imminent. Yes, it does have that future glorification, but it also is affecting every single day. Yeah. It affects my worship. Therefore, you know, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, right? Every single mm-hmm. day. Yeah, that's a great example of how we've done that. We've just kind of mm. made it be one aspect. Well, mm. when I get to heaven, I'll walk on the streets of gold, I'll right. see Jesus, I'll right. be saved. Or I walked, walked an aisle, filled a card out, prayed a prayer, I'm saved, right. okay, on with my life now. Yeah, exactly. But salvation is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to encourage you, uh, our listener today, uh, what we referenced Sunday, in just that one phrase, before the foundation of the world, he chose us. It's an aspect of our, our salvation. It's election language that, that does involve some time, mm-hmm. but it's not because God is bound by time. Mm-hmm. It's so much bigger. He's transcendent, and he does this for our benefit, but I hope Parker and I hope that you mm. will see your salvation as a gloriously beautiful gem mm. that's you can continue to unearth every single day mm-hmm. and walk in the truth that God has saved you from your sin mm-hmm. by placing you in Christ, atoned for you through Christ. Mm. So yeah, I just uh, yeah, that's been it was a beautiful phrase Sunday. I hope that yeah. our listeners have learned much. Anything else you want to add that you want to just uh, kind of close out here with? Uh, I think that's I think I'm good. Good, good yeah. conversation. Maybe Thank one you. day your circle idea. Yeah. Maybe you'll develop it more as you as you get older, and then when you get old and you die, and hundred years after you die, you'll be one of those yeah. old dead guys, and they'll find it in the book, and they'll say, "Man, look at this great he was guy." Way wrong. No. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be a classic, and yeah. you know our grandkids' oh, grandkids man. will be reading it someday. And of course, well, they won't even have books then. I'll be digital, right? Yeah, or in their yeah, somehow in their glasses or in their brain. Yeah, or something. some chip. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining me to Thank just you, Todd. discuss God's great grace for us, and yeah. uh, appreciate you. I'm excited about your internship here or your residency. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank know you. we're just beginning, but two and a half plus more years to go. And yeah. uh, you're already a blessing to us. Thank you. And I'd encourage our church who's listening, man, get to know Parker and uh, keep praying for him and us as we figure out where he's going to plan. 